0: Back in the 80s, the insurance industry was one of the first ones to go digital because there is kind of this common set of data, there is this common set of accord forms, and, and that's kind of where you know, insurance was ahead of the pack. We were leading it. You know, insurance was really pushing things forward.
1: hey everyone welcome to the insurance innovators unscripted podcast where we talk about insurance innovation so you know there's been this discussion back and forth and and what folks have been talking about are you know which insurtechs are going to make it past the next year um you know there's been a lot of consolidation a lot that have shut shut their doors um and others that are continuing to excel in this space um, you know, uh, even as you look back at the guests from the companies that I had on this podcast, um, you know, even some of those uh, insure techs are, are no longer, um, you know, here with us or they've either changed what their value proposition is. And, and in all honesty, I see that as a great thing, you know, with all of the transformation and change that's been happening in our industry that provides an opportunity for so many of us to test and figure out where there are opportunities to participate in that transformation for the better good of this industry you know it also provides an opportunity for folks like myself who works in a large carrier and for those that don't know or for those that may already know i lead an innovation group uh, for a large insurance carrier and i think you know as we look at and see those organizations and techs that are working to transform this space it allows us the opportunity to engage with them On projects or on things that could provide significant value, we know that everything isn't going to be successful. um, But we also know that you know, based on the value that's being provided, we are going to have some great wins that come out of this. So you know, it's uh, it's it's just been nice to to see everything that organizations like some of you that are listening to this podcast uh, have been doing in order to transform this industry. Um, And I'm just hopeful to really get a good understanding of what we're going to expect in the future. So, you know, uh, I want to thank you all for listening to the podcast. And before we jump in, I want to recognize the sponsor, and that's Vortex Legal. Innovation in the insurance field is exciting, and Vortex Legal is a unique and proven solution to help improve a company's loss ratio by substantially reducing legal expenses. Their nationwide network of local attorneys attend the voluminous and routine and predictable hearings for a flat rate, not an hourly rate. So, Vortex Legal Solution works with both staff council offices as well as outside law firms. They've saved many carriers millions of dollars. So, if you want to learn more, just contact Jonathan Broder at 954 954- or visit vortexlegal.com. So today I'm speaking with Adam Bratt, the CTO of Indio Technologies. Now, Indio provides insurance agencies with a fully digital application renewal and a court submission process, creating a client experience that aligns with customer expectations. Adam, welcome to the podcast. It's wonderful to have you here today. Yeah, Abel, thanks so much for having me on. Hey, so you know, as I mentioned, it's great to have you here. And um, and I and I think about uh, where you came from, and and you know, from from what I've seen, you know, insurance hasn't really been um, in your DNA from a career perspective. So, so you don't, if you don't mind, you know, just talk to me about your history and you know how you landed um, doing what you're doing today with Indio.
0: For sure. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I guess my really my whole kind of journey into the uh, the fintech and software world started. Uh, like late 2009 or so. I started a company with uh, two guys that previously we had owned a web development firm before and just kind of, you know, making websites for local businesses. Uh, But we started a company to build a debt settlement platform as uh, one of the local businesses we worked for. They were doing a lot of debt settlement. We went in there and realized like, wow, there's just so many things broken um, in the way that things are done. And most of it had to do with like workflow, you know, they weren't using a CRM. So, we ended up building a full uh, workflow tool from them for everything from when they first kind of got a client on the phone um, and wanted to go over, you know, their, their options for settling their debt to all the way on the back end where you started processing it, working with the different credit card companies, you know, renegotiating those, uh, those loans or, or debt that you had. Uh, and during that time, you know, that's where I guess I kind of more than anything else um, really dug into product and, you know, how do you build things? How do you make something uh, that's in an industry that might not necessarily be the most sexy, uh, interesting and you know, fun for people to use uh, and also efficient and save people time at the end of the day. So it's a really good experience As I, you know, for like two years, basically just would sit next to people on a call center, um, figure out what they were doing, you know, go from the sales floor, then go over to the the back, back end kind of processing department, sit with people for the whole day and, you know, every day would be kind of building something go out to the sales force, see if it worked, and then go to the back-end processing center and see if, you know, the other side of that works. So it was really good just kind of seeing how a whole industry works. Um, And then we just took that software that we built for that company and ended up, uh, you know, building a whole company out of it and productizing it and, uh, you know, growing it to having, you know, hundreds of different debt settlement agents that were using it across the United States. Uh, After that, uh, I went and moved to a company called uh, Benzinga, uh, it was kind of a early-stage fintech startup. Um, was focusing more on like the stock market side of things, and, and there built a product called MarketFi. We essentially uh, worked with traders that were really good, just stay-at-home day traders, connected them with uh, people that wanted to learn to trade and kind of built a, a whole workflow around that, um, and then ended up getting into kind of more of the, the data side of things where we were actually buying data sets from companies. Like, at one point, we had, you know, I think three or four percent of all credit cards in the United States, all the transactions anonymized. We can make predictions like, you know, how many people were buying at Apple each day and from that actually predict like Apple's quarterly earnings before it was actually happening. And So create a whole platform that was more or less kind of like a mini Bloomberg that was really tech enabled um, for the the capital markets and, you know, kind of the stock market side of things. Um, and then from there, I, was, uh, I spent some time at 500 Startups, kind of just uh, an EIR there, Entrepreneur in Residence, uh, working with probably a hundred different startups over the course of a year, just kind of helping people out with figuring out their vision, their product strategy, kind of their, their marketing and growth plan. Um, and during that time uh, I was introduced to, to Mike Furlong, who's my, my co-founder here at Indio. Uh, and he was just kind of starting to get into the insurance space. Um, and we started talking about it. And I saw a lot of parallels to kind of my, my first company and, and, seeing, you know, all the workflow that happens in insurance and how much time is kind of wasted inside of an agency um, in terms of you know the amount of time that people spend just shuffling papers around or doing kind of clerical work instead of the stuff that a you know an insurance agent, agent brings to the table, which is you know deep knowledge uh, in in the space uh, of risks and figuring out what's going to be best for uh, an individual client. Um, and so I think that you know today you crack open an agency and there's a lot of stuff being done um, that's not really helping move the needle forward for their clients, and it is kind of just maintaining. Um, the daily slog of, of, you know, paperwork and stuff that comes in. And so really what we're trying to build here is creating a platform to really just help brokers get stuff done, you know, interact with their customers online, you know, digitize all the apps. so now that all that data collection happens online, no more PDFs, you know, provide kind of a secure document exchange to store all these files uh customy signature solutions and then you know surfacing that policy data to the relevant holders there, whether that's on the carrier side or the customer side. You know, just kind of looking at the industry and seeing that, hey, you know, right now everybody's using an agency management system, but it's really just the database.
1: And so we're trying to be the kind of that
0: collaboration layer that sits on top and involves both the clients and the carriers.
1: Yeah, so so just just uh, you have a, a really multifaceted um, background when it comes to experience in multiple industries, and and I'm assuming that that background has helped you as you all have uh, designed, uh, you know what what you built and what you've deployed with Indio. Um, you know, as, as as I think about how you assessed what the needs are, you know, so sitting on the front lines and then sitting in the back office, and you know, taking that as a real opportunity to 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 figure out, you know, what solution you're going to deploy when you were doing. the the debt settlement, um, you know, organization, and then and then you know do sort of doing uh, some things very similarly as as you you know deployed the solution for India. So you know, if you don't mind, just just talk to a little bit about you know exactly what India's value proposition is, um, and what does it mean not only for insurance agents but also uh, for carriers alike.
0: Yeah. So today, you know, the uh, the average uh, insurance process is something where you know I go out as a producer, I meet with the client. I come back to the office, I get this big stack of applications, you know, I might send that out over to the client now, they have to fill out all these supplemental applications, you know, questionnaires, they're going to fill out accords. I take all of that data, I key it into my management system, I generate out a bunch of other forms, you know, I take all of these forms together, I send it off to a bunch of different carriers, and then I hope that I'm remembering to follow up with all the relevant parties to make sure that I get quotes back and then, you know, create a proposal and send it to my client. Uh, we're, we're trying to basically create a platform that does all of that for you. So you come on to India, you know, you meet with a client, you can put in their information. We'll bring in a bunch of other third-party data, you know, kind of basically, uh, you know, enrich that customer data, make it so the client doesn't have to fill out near as much, you know, kind of just choose, Hey, this is the, the risk this client has. We'll bring up the forms that are needed for that. The client will fill up those forms. You can kind of submit it all over online. You know, there's going to be commenting back and forth. So We have kind of a a robust uh, collaboration system there where clients can ask questions on um, different fields they have uh, issues with. Brokers can also kind of create tool tips around things that they see are commonly asked. And because we're working with a bunch of different agencies, we also will see questions that are asked all the time and see like, hey, there's there's issues where clients never understand this particular type of question. Well, we'll go in there and we'll actually build like a smart component for something like uh, sick codes, you know, where now we'll have like a, a lookup where you can just... Start typing in an industry type and automatically bring that data in. So just really trying to make it really easy for customers to fill things out online. So that's kind of the client side of it. Um, on the carrier side, we've just kind of started down that road. We've got a lot planned for later this year. Um, but right now, it's just basically making it easier for for uh, brokers to track you know, the stuff that they're sending to carriers um, and when they're getting that stuff back. Uh, today, a lot of that is done through like you know, to-do items in Outlook or, you know, emailing somebody in the marketing department and kind of keeping track of it that way or putting it on their calendar and, Really, there just needs to be a lot better way for tracking all of this stuff.
1: A- Absolutely, you know. So, so you know, I'm 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 thinking about uh, the deployment of, of the technology that that you talked about, and 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 as I think about you know how you're getting the information from the the policy holders and then supplementing it with third party data, um, what what I what I clearly and quickly recognize is that there's, that it there's actually some parallels to what carriers are also trying to do on the distribution side, either through working uh, through traditional agencies or digital agencies. Or um, potentially going down down the direct channel, in which they're trying to capture a lot of this information and a lot of this data directly from the policyholder, but limit the amount of information that the policyholder is providing, um, in order to make the ease of doing business with that carrier, you know, much more favorable. Um, and and that all comes down to the changes that's been experienced from a customer experience, but also from a customer expectation perspective, you know, and that that's been truly driven by organizations That's not even insurance organizations that that might be, you know, coming from from other industries. You know, so uh, so just 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 thinking about where the industry is today because of the shifts in customer expectations. What are you seeing that's, um, you know, making uh, customers want to experience getting their insurance and engaging with both insurance agents as well as carriers? differently in ways that they experience engaging with organizations like an Amazon or an Apple, for example?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I think, you know, kind of uh, pulling that back a while in time, you know, if you just look at tech as a whole, back in the 80s, the insurance industry was one of the first ones to go digital, right? Because there is kind of this common set of data, there is this common set of accord forms. and, And that's kind of where you know, the the tech initiative first started in the insurance industry. And, you know, insurance was ahead of the pack. We were leading it, you know, insurance was really pushing things forward. um, And then kind of somewhere along the line got stuck stuck there in in the way that it was built. Maybe it was just uh, people had kind of bit off more than they could chew too early um, before the technology was developed. Um, But in any case, the insurance industry just hasn't moved at the same pace as other industries. I think that, you know, the big driver in the last, Ten years has really been the consumer side of things. You know, in 2007, uh, no one had smartphones, and then all of a sudden, the iPhone came out. Now everybody's on their iPhone, Um, and you're just seeing that every industry needs to kind of change and adapt to the consumer habits. Um, You know, now that people can use Square, right? You can pay easily with your credit card at uh, you know the farmer's market. It's it's something where people are starting to expect that, and it's kind of happening at all ages. You know, you have the largest Facebook user um, group in terms of engagement right now is actually people over the age of 50. So it's something where just across the uh, you know all demographics, all kind of industries right now, you're seeing this push driven by consumers that are now kind of just waking up to, wow, I can use
1: technology to accomplish so many things for me. Why is my insurance so? So tough still. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree with that. You know, um, and as you mentioned, uh, you know, consumers are uh, expecting things completely different to what they expected out of the insurance industry even i would say five or so years ago um and, and that really is due to the changing customer experience as well as customer expectations you know customers don't know, no longer want to have to provide such a significant amount of data or information in order to get coverage or at, at the same time you know they they don't want to wait a, a very long time unless it's something that they know has a, a truly high level of complexity you know so so as i think about what you all are doing with indio um it the, the focus really Really is on you know improving and driving that that customer experience and changing the customer expectations for the insurance industry you know so with that said you know it, it's it's really challenging to measure what looks like success and what feels like success uh, related to that um, expectation so you know how are you guys measuring success um, and from the perspective of how you're um, innovating on customer experience and expectations
0: yeah, that's a great question I mean I think you know, we've got a few things that we're working on right now um, to get a better sense of that. So we've got some case studies in progress, but really what we've seen so far is just going into an insurance agency. You know, I've spent thousands of hours now sitting down with agents, you know, every week I sit down with uh, different agencies and and kind of just see what they're doing. Um, And I can tell you right now, just that the biggest thing is just the the ability and speed of which agents are able to manage their clients um, improves a lot. Because now instead of having to Follow up over email with each client. You know, get on the phone every time there's an issue. You can essentially, you know, service way more clients, way faster. If all of a sudden everything is coming to you digitally, you know, those questions are coming up. They kind of just are in a queue. You can go through the different comments at your own leisure. You know, you're not the client isn't calling up and getting you know the busy signal because you're on with another client. Um, It's really kind of just from the client experience. If anything, it's it's closing that gap with the agent where. They're available to you, uh, you know, almost in real time or, or close to it in a sense versus, you know, leaving a voicemail, hearing back the next day. Um, there's just a lot of ways on that relationship that we're tightening things up. Um, on the other side of it, for the clients, you know, making a so just don't have to fill out as much information. Uh, and that's really the side where, you know, see this whole wave of insure tech that's coming in right now, which I think a lot of it is, is more of a marketing play than it might necessarily be, you know, the kind of the insurance product play at the end of the day. Um, but that marketing play is really, really good at, at getting people interested in, in, you know, coming in the door to get insurance policies because it's easy, right? Um, you know, this is the common one that everybody's pointing to right now, but I never had renter's insurance before, but lemonade made it so easy. I was like, shoot, you know, i just enter a few questions, put in my credit card. It doesn't really cost that much money. Um, it's simple. Uh, you know, if I had to go sit down with a broker, spend an hour and a half, you know, going through all the different policies that are available to me. Um, You know, and going through all that stuff
1: by hand, filling out all those different forms, there's a good chance I'd never, ever, you know, go down that route. And I think about, uh, you know, to the point that you made in regards to Lemonade, you know, what wound up happening is that, you know, they absolutely just removed the friction from being able to access uh, a a renter's insurance policy. Um, And it turned it into a non-event, right, versus having to, to your point, go into an agency, um, you know, uh, fill out a a whole bunch of forms and then wait a couple of days to figure out whether or not you even had – Coverage for for what you were hoping to get, whether it's renters, homeowners, or, or other types of uh, of insurance types, you know. So I mean, I. I Honestly, believe that you know as we're looking at these uh, changes, even from a, a digital perspective, as, as things are are starting to move from uh, more of a, a manual element to, to digital. Um, it, it's just um, enabling sort of that that ease of not only getting coverage, the, the speed to obtaining a quote, um, but then also uh, from a being service perspective as well, where you know it makes it so much more easier to service the client. Which uh, falls in line with the customer expectations. You know, for, for me, I, I mean, I, I gotta tell you personally, I get impatient if I'm, uh, you know, having to sit on the phone and, and wait uh, a couple of minutes for. For for something, you know, that that I might be um, hoping to, to gain access to um, and, and just thinking about the way that the insurance space work, you know, that that's the way that it worked over time. You know, so as as there are, you know, new customer segments, potentially, you know, Gen Xers or or millennials or some of the others that are are used to, you know, um, engaging with an organization like Lemonade because of the way in which they made it so easy. Once they have to engage with either a traditional carrier or a traditional agency that don't have the digital capabilities, it's going to become somewhat of a challenge for them. You know, now what what I see as some of the biggest challenges to deploying uh things like 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 what what you all are doing let's say within some of the uh the more traditional agents and even in in some of the carrier space um is the fact that they're built upon legacy technology you know so uh, just from your perspective you know what makes it so difficult from a a legacy perspective when you think about technology to deploy solutions like yours um and, and what are ways that both agencies and carriers can um, make the deployment of solution like your's so seamless that you know it, it moves it from being an event to, to more of a, an easy transition to leveraging a technology solution uh, that helps you know create that digital process
0: yeah so I think this is actually this is probably the biggest uh, issue inside of the insurance world right now and I think it's something that is going to be seen very quickly here in the next five to ten years. Um, and it's it's really tech debt at the end of the day. And I think that, you know, in the uh, early 2000s, kind of the last wave of insure tech, uh, there wasn't as much tech debt on the carrier side, on the MGA side, on the agency side. And I think now, though, um, more than anything else, that's actually where a lot of people are going to get stuck in the past. Uh, if you look at the banking industry, you had kind of the same thing. Um, right around the same time at the insurance agencies started adopting things and insurance carriers all went digital, um, or at least electronic, I should say back in the eighties, uh, you had the same thing in the banking industry. Uh, what happened after 2008, which I think kind of accelerated things, we haven't had that inflection point yet in insurance is now you either have to go off and, you know, piggyback off another bank system, you know, kind of franchise it, basically a lot of mergers and acquisitions happening. So you can get take advantage of somebody who's actually built on a solid platform, um, or you've got to go out there and spend $20 million, $50 million to go do a full tech overhaul. Uh, and there's not really a whole lot of people that can do that. So you've seen a ton of consolidation in the banking space. Uh, on the other side of it, now um, you have new platforms that they might not have as much as the traditional banking infrastructure had, but kind of simple infrastructure for somebody to set up a credit union, a lot easier than it used to be in the past. And so you have kind of two sides. You have kind of the mid to large size, there's a ton of consolidation in the banking industry. And on kind of the smaller side, you actually see a lot of startup kind of financial institutions now um, because there's actually, you can go out and buy a more modern platform to kind of run things off of. And I think you're going to see the same thing in the insurance space. And it's already kind of happening, but it's going to get hit much harder as, you know, people can move so fast right now with the current technologies that things are built on. Um, You're not able to keep up if you're working on a really legacy, you know, Java system and Java would probably be something that's actually uh, quite a bit better than some of the other ones. You know, something that's built in some foreign technology that it's really hard to find developers for anymore because it was hot for a, you know, a three, four year period in the 80s. And so a lot of people built on it and now they're kind of stuck. Um, You know, I think the other side of it that you see is the the standards. The insurance agency um, or the insurance space in general, I should say, doesn't really have uh, agreed upon data standards at all. Um. At least in the banking state, in the banking world, there's you know a need for interaction between so many banks that you have you know kind of like the FIX and other standards that are created to make it easier to interact between banks. Um, in the insurance space, you have uh, essentially what's called a Cord XML um, that came out of the Cord, but honestly, it's less of a standard and more of a, an idea um, of like ways that you could deal with data. And the end, then result of it is you know you might have one insurance carrier decides to attach the list of vehicles on the client level. Another one attaches it on a policy level and another one attaches it on a line of business level. Now from a client, you know, from a, I guess, data perspective or a client holistic view, all of those are correct. You know, the vehicles it's owned by the clients. It's part of the policies. It's part of the line of business. But when you're interfacing with that and trying to get different systems to talk to each other, it ends up being, you know, very hard to do that. I think, you know, one of the major vendors in our space, it's a, a bit more of a legacy company, they have 250 people employed just working on carrier mappings, right? And it's all the same basic Accord data. It's the same, you know, Accord forms, you know, the 125, the 130, 140, just basic
1: uh, insurance data, nothing that's, you know, special um, being moved around there. I think uh, just in regards to the XMLs you know, at, you know, at least they're, they're trying to set some sort of a standard in the way that data is being uh, transferred from, uh, whether it's the agency space in, into the carrier, you know, if, if you're thinking about distribution from a direct perspective or, or the way that data is collected um, from the applications on the on the agency side. Um, you know, it's it, it's so interesting. You know, I, I get an opportunity to speak to a lot of insurtechs, um, those that are trying to innovate so many different areas of, of, the, uh, of the industry. Industry. Um, and you know when, when when I talk about things like the Accord XMLs or, or the stack that that their platforms are built upon some of them aren't even based on that so to the point that you made where you know there's there's so many different uh, either technology stacks or platform types or or ways of um, of of getting the the data in right because there's not a standard that you know as you look across the multitudes of carriers in this three trillion dollar industry um you're you're gonna find different deployments for all of the different solutions that are out there um you know just because not everybody is is deploying the, the the same solution type so you know I I, I wholeheartedly believe that uh, at some point we're gonna need to get to where uh, the the banking industry is and and figure out what that true standard is that can truly be adopted across the industry um, not only from a technology perspective but you know I know a lot of people don't like to talk about this but even you know when we start to think about regulatory um, issues and, and regulation where there are things that are so different in different places um, a- across the the nation uh, d- domestic you know that that it drives different outcomes, which could then drive different technology outcomes, you know state by state, you know, so so suggest uh, I, I honestly believe that, you know, over time uh, we're going to have to uh, continue to align ourselves more with where some of the other industries are going um, in order to create that standardization in, in the processes that that we're trying to deploy. Now, you know, I, I what I, what I want to talk about um, with you is um, our, our APIs, you know, um, you know, as I as I also said, Speak to a lot of these insure techs. You know, there's a lot of them uh, that are building their technology um, on new capabilities or capabilities that are newer versus the legacy technology that some of the carriers and traditional agencies have. Um, you know, so so they're building it in a way that leverages APIs to almost easily talk uh, to the the, the underlying um, uh, platforms. Now, with that said, again, because of the legacy tech, sometimes it becomes even a challenge to or a significant challenge to, to to be able to you know engage you know leveraging APIs within their value chain as well. So you know if you don't mind you know just just talk to me about why it's prudent for carriers as well as agencies uh, to deploy capabilities to consume APIs and and what's your thoughts on actually you know making this a reality? Yeah.
0: So to kind of go back to what you were just saying too, and in terms of the, the Accord XML, I think that's a great place to start with this. Is that it? it it's a good it's a good start. You know there is. Some foundation there, Um, but I think more than anything, one of the reasons why there's a lot of difficulties using that is because there's not really uh, there's there's a lot of different protocols people use it over. You know, some of them are using SOAP, some of them are using uh, REST. Very very rare though, but there's also people that are just sending you know XML files back and forth over FTP. So I think the biggest thing is you know really REST APIs. Um, which is basically just a, a pretty simple way of interfacing between different uh, you know, web servers and exchanging information, uh, are really becoming more and more needed in the insurance industry. I think any, almost any other space you go to, that's going to be the standard uh, you know, way that a developer is hooking into another platform. Um, and there's also so many services out there that make it so you don't even have to be technical to plug different APIs into each other. Uh, and, and the core of a RESTful API is something that's really simple. It's simply defined. You know, there's not levels and levels and levels of nested data um, like there is in some of these more legacy XML uh, standards or, or kind of, um, you know, frameworks with doing things. And so I think that that's probably the first step is just getting to an easier API layer. So it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody has to agree on the same standard. It's just that everybody has to simplify a little bit. Um, you know, one of the things that we've done here internally is we've kind of built an internal translation engine. So we connect to all of the major um, agency management system databases, uh, you know, Salesforce, a bunch of other services, and we kind of have a translation engine for turning all of the things in the language that they speak into something that Indio understands, uh, something that Indio can use. And so that that whole process of uh, what's in in the infrastructure world a little bit more commonly called uh, ETL or Uh, extract, transform, load, Um, basically, you know, moving data from one system into another system and translating it in a proper way, uh, the insurance carriers and, you know, the other vendors in the space really need to um, start adapting that a bit more, you know, getting to an area where there's a lot easier APIs to use, kind of doing some of that ETL on their legacy databases internally, so that the people that are connecting to them don't have to kind of reverse engineer it. I mean, we spent, um, you know, tens of hundreds of hours trying to connect to these legacy systems. And so, you know, for us, we're viewing that as a big investment for our company in the sense of being able to work
1: with all the different systems out there. But for most players in the space, it's something that's not really going to be that feasible. As you look across the industry, um, there are some carriers that have a budget, right, that, that's going to help them to, uh, carriers as well as agencies that have a budget that's going to help them to speedily, um, you know, adopt some of the newer technologies. But, but to the point that, that you're making, you know, there are so many out there that don't. Right. It, it's, it's very limited in terms of what's available and access to them. So so I honestly believe that that it is absolutely um, within your um, and other organizations best interest to ensure that they uh, can not only work with some of the new technology stacks, um, but also can integrate into some of the older ones. Because, I mean, I, I can guarantee you just just think about cobalt in the green screens. Right. Um, and uh, as, as I, I, you know, been in, in, in several insurance organizations and um, in agencies and, and as I, I talk to some of these agencies like this is technology from 50 60 from a long time ago um, and you still see this as prevalent technology um, in insurance carriers as well as the basis and the foundation for for some of the agency management systems that are out there today you know meaning that the investment that that you're making um, to ensure that you can in, um, integrate into some of these legacy technologies i absolutely believe that that's the right approach to take. And I believe other insure techs that are out there uh, that's listening to this should take a very similar approach to, to what you guys are doing as well. You know, so um, so just, just you know, thinking about the technology perspective in general, you know, what are some of the tech innovations that you've incorporated into your platforms uh, that aligns with the changing landscape and the transformation that's a happening uh, that's occurring within this industry, as well as change, the changing customer expectations?
0: Yes, I think the biggest one, which is is more of an internal thing, um, that, uh, you know, this is a little bit of the the secret sauce, but we've kind of built our own database layer um, that uh, has really allowed us to work with all of the different types of data that's out there. So, uh, you know, it's really a lot like Salesforce, where you can customize and kind of have all these custom objects and tables and stuff like that that's actually more, defined by users than it is actually in the code. Um, and that's something that I think is going to be huge as things go forward as, you know, agencies aren't going to be able to bring on, you know, a staff of, of 15 developers, right? Um, but they are going to be able to bring on a few IT persons that are very knowledgeable in a specific space or able to work with different tools out there and connect different systems. Um, so it's really kind of building that connection layer. I mean, we we want to be a platform at the end of the day, not just a tool. We want to you know, kind of sit on top of the agency management systems. That's that's more or less kind of the database in this industry. But then also connect to the carriers as well as provide a really good client experience. Um, and so I think on that side, you know, one of the things we've done really well is just having you know kind of interactive tooltips, the journeys that go through things um, to walk people through how things are set up. You know, gone are the days of a a Windows form application where you pull it up and you know it's just got inputs with the text next to them and there's no explanation around anything, there's no instructions on what to do, um, you know, any decent uh, web-based software these days is going to have, you know, an onboarding wizard, a way to kind of like walk people through things and show them how pieces work. So we've done a good job, I think, of making it so that the features that we develop have um, kind of these navigational journeys that, you know, will bring bring up tool tips to say, hey, this is how this feature works and this is how, you know, this part um, should be used. Because, you know, I think that the uh, the industry isn't really just uh, being changed by millennials and Gen Xers that are, are coming into it. I think that, you know, consumers as a whole have different expectations, right? Somebody who's in their 60s now um, is actually thinking about technology and thinking about the way that they're going to do, to do things on their phone. I mean, I, I, uh, I know many people in their, their 50s and 60s that are using their their phone for all of their mobile banking now, and they're not actually going to the bank anymore. I mean, that's a huge shift that you wouldn't have really predicted 10 years ago. You know, that was kind of, uh, if anything, people that were kind of over the age of uh, 45, 50, that's where we were starting to get into, um, was f- referred to a while back as, as more of, um, you know, kind of stuck in more of the habit. Like they're not necessarily going to change or adopt a new technology. I think it's been proven false. I think that people of all ages are adopting technology and, and everybody's changing their habits.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and and you're right. You know, just just to the point where, uh, from a banking perspective, it's starting to shift more to to leveraging mobile, um, irrespective of the age that you are, and also to the point that you made a little bit earlier in the discussion in regards to you know the the, the average demographic of of an age of, of who's using uh, you know uh, apps like Facebook and and some of the others that that, that are out there. It, it's just shifted so significantly um, when we think about where uh, customers are or what customers are. Are expecting, um, and then how you know they're uh, they're changing their habits to align with those new technology enhancements as well as the new customer expectations. You know, so um, so so you know, I I always love to talk about. Um, you know, innovation as a part of what's occurring within the transformation in this industry. Now, you know, with with your deployment of the solution for IndioTech, uh, you know, what were some of the biggest challenges that you all faced while deploying the solution and while building a platform for the insurance industry? It's a good question. I think there's a, there's a number of things um,
0: that you can point to. I think one of the And I think a lot of these things are things that are just universal to, you know, any uh, software platform in in this industry. Um, I think the biggest one is just kind of, you know, change, right? So change management um, when it comes to the agencies and, you know, how do they roll these these systems out and how do things work? And, and, you know, taking people that have been doing the same thing for 30, 40 years uh, and bringing them onto a new platform and telling them that their daily workflow is going to be different you know, you can talk all day about, hey, this makes me more efficient or this is going to improve the client experience. But at the end of the day, you know, that might be that might satisfy their managers and the agency owners and people that are kind of trying to push things forward. But if you're somebody who's coming into work each day and, you know, you don't really want to change the way that you've been working, uh, that that's a struggle that we've had to overcome a bit. You know, I mean, a lot of the ways that we've done that is really just a lot of education around that. You know, um, showing people the value is is something that we've, really needed to get good at uh, and kind of, you know, walking them through and showing, Hey, this is actually how much time it is saving. you. It's not just some efficiency number. Like let's just sit down and actually walk through this. Look at how much time this took you before. Uh, And then I think, you know, we've seen a a ton of times where we walk into an agency, you know, we do training for 30, 40 people at the agency. And it's always pretty easy to spot the people that are uh, kind of in the detractor pool. Um, You know, people that are just, kind of resistant to change they're they're really uh you know ingrained in their habits and they like the way that they're doing things and they're probably great at it um but we think we can help that out a little bit more and so it's interesting those people kind of come in and start using the product and it at first uh you know they're, they're kind of the, the the ones that have the most complaints oh it doesn't do this it's, it's not going to work for this and it's like okay once we've kind of addressed all of those um, cases and said, no, this is actually how it works. Yes, it will work for this case. You know, you just need to think about it a little bit differently than you have in the past. Um, A lot of times, those are the people that have actually come back to us with the most ideas, right? Because they're the ones that they had a specific habit. And a lot of times they're the ones that were the most efficient in agencies because they had a really streamlined process that worked for them. So it's tough for them at first to kind of Pull up out of that mindset and go over to a new flow. But once you actually kind of understand where they're coming from and can kind of help bridge that gap, uh, you know, they become, you know, your, your biggest cheerleaders.
1: Yeah. And uh, just, just thinking about that, you know, it's, it's a lot of what's in it for me when it comes to certain people, as you're trying to change their mindset towards innovation, you know, so, so they're wondering, you know, how's it going to impact me and is it really going to create efficiencies uh, for, for me as an individual? And, and, and I, I got to say, you know, even, um, if there are efficiencies that are created and and when you can show that sometimes, you know folks are just so used to doing things the way that it's always been done for such a long time that it's even it becomes somewhat difficult to recognize that hey this solution that's being deployed um, is, is actually something that that's going to work for me or or create a, uh, you know, a much more efficient process um, in the in the way that I work right, you know, so. So, you know, I, I honestly think that, uh, you know, just you know, just thinking about it from that perspective perspective and you know just 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 getting folks to, to to your point understand you know what what's really going to impact them and, and to sit down with them and show them um is where some of that value plays out so so you know adam just um just looking at the future for india you know wh- what do you see down the line for what you all are hoping to accomplish uh, throughout the rest of this year
0: yeah so you know really kind of the carrier side there's a, a bunch of things coming that I, I can't talk too much about just yet um but uh really kind of just completing that whole circle. I mean, right now we're we're sort of just biting off the first part, which is uh, the data collection process and kind of, you know, handling, bringing in that data and, you know, pushing that data back to the carrier. But there's a whole other, uh, I guess, you know, there's a lot of other pieces that happen from first collecting that data to actually binding a policy. And we're really trying to streamline that entire submission process um, from start to finish. So that's really where we're kind of focusing for the rest of the year and just kind of Continually improving on that side of it, um, and I think. On the other side of it, we're just trying to work more and more with the different products that are being introduced into agencies. So it's interesting, but um, I think the agency world as a whole is is just starting to wake up to this idea of um, you know all this business software that has really come about in the last five to ten years. Uh, and I think like a lot of it is you know agencies have in in the past been kind of innovative and, and first adopters of certain things and, and have gotten burned by them. You know, I think that happened really big during the uh, the last dot-com boom. I think there were a lot of agencies that were kind of on the cutting edge and and got burned by it um, because the solutions just weren't there. But this time around, you know, you actually do have um, real products that are actually gaining a lot of traction. I mean, during the uh, the 90s, there were a ton of companies that tried to to, uh, to tackle kind of business me- messaging and just internal chat. And now you have, you know, Facebook business, you have Slack, you have HipChat, you have all these ones that are actually doing it really, really well. And it's interesting to see more and more agencies adopting them. It's, it's interesting, too, because I think, you know, as far as uh, companies go across industries, um, insurance agencies today have a lot lower tech budgets um, than a lot of their, you know, kind of uh, other industries around them. Um, you know, I think the average uh, mid-sized company in the United States spends something like four to six percent of their budget on IT. Um, and insurance agencies, that budget is more like two percent or three percent. Um, so it's you know they're they're uh, just starting to get I think get involved with more of these technologies that are helping them and making them more efficient in
1: the way that they do business. Yeah, and, and just uh, in, in regards to the budget, you know, um, be, with, with the efficiencies that come along with some of these enhanced technologies, I think what that does is uh, it requires, it, it could potentially require less of the agent's budget, but I guess it, it all depends on, on whether or not um, they're they're operating off of uh, a severely le- legacy platform at that point in time, right? So, um, so hey, so Adam, you know... Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely want to say thank you. Um, you know, I appreciate, you know, having you here on the podcast. If if folks wanted to learn more about yourself and what you all at Indio are doing, you know, what's the best way for them to learn?
0: Yeah, so we've actually set up a, a kind of a, a demo just for your podcast listeners here. So if uh, you can redirect people to com slash Travis. So that's U S E i-n-d-i-o.com slash travis t-r-a-v-i-s uh we've got kind of a page set up there where people can kind of put their information in and uh go hear more information about us and kind of see a demo of uh, what Indio does and how we can help improve your agency's efficiency as well as the client experience.
1: Perfect, perfect. You know, we'll definitely um, set that up and also have that information in the show notes for folks to be able to, uh, you know, uh, check out what you all are doing with Indio. So, so Adam, once again, thank you. I truly appreciate it. And I'm just looking forward to just continuing to follow uh, what you all are doing in regards to innovating and transforming the agency space. Awesome. Thanks so much, Abel, for having me on. This has been great. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Innovators Unscripted Podcast. I hope you got a lot out of the discussion between Adam and myself about the transformation that's happening in the agency space. Now, next week, we're going to have a panel discussion with myself, Dr. Robin Kira, and Namir Khan. So I want you all to tune into that discussion. It was a great one about the transformations that's happening globally. So thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week.